Hello, everybody, and uh, I just want to say thank you for listening to the Christian Bible Study Ministry podcast. And uh, this will be, of course, the last uh, episode for this year. And as we enter into the new year, I hope and pray that everybody is blessed, uh, no matter what your situation is. Uh, pardon me if, I, if I'm sounding a little weird right now. I just had a little bit of work done on my mouth. Um which went well, by the way. And uh, no matter what New Year's resolution you make this year, this coming year, I pray that whatever happens, you will find yourself uh, walking closer to Jesus Christ. That is the one resolution that everybody should make and follow through with. Uh, today, we will be... Uh, Reading from Psalm 22, uh, we will be reading verses 12 through 21. This talks about the bulls of Bashan, of, or Bashan, however the correct, whatever the correct pronunciation is. Uh, I don't think a lot of people fully understand the meanings of this. You know, what are the bulls of Bashan, or, or again, excuse me, Bashan? Uh, and it also talks about the dogs. Well, what are the dogs? You know, what uh, What are the bulls that surround us in our lives? Um, this is something that we will look at today. This psalm is actually a prophecy of Jesus Christ and his crucifixion. So, if you have a Bible handy, turn to Psalm 22. We will start with verse 12. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. You know, how often do we find ourselves in a situation just like this? Uh, you know, things are just not going well and you feel like uh, the bulls of Bashan are just waiting to get you. Uh, this was King David's situation, no doubt, after um, his sin with Bathsheba. Uh, you know, his son had died, and his son Absalom betrayed him and tried to overthrow him. You know, his son was sleeping with David's wives and concubines in full view of everybody. Um, all this stuff was coming down on him. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that he felt that his enemies were trying to devour him, you know, just like wild animals. And uh, centuries later, Jesus Christ would find himself in the same situation as all his, as, you know, as all his enemies, the spiritual leaders and the forces of hell, all came against him at the cross in hopes of defeating him. Uh, you know, and I want to say that, bull, you know, we all know that bulls, uh, are very well known for being very aggressive and temperamental. You know, they're very dangerous and uh, angry creatures. So, um, that is what the psalmist is talking about here. He's talking about being surrounded by very strong and angry enemies, uh, things that he himself could not on his own overcome. And, you know, so we'll go to verse 14. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. Verse 15. 
My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. You know, it's, it's the point where you feel like you have nothing left. Um, you cannot continue. You, you know, you're beyond tired. Uh, you know, you're without strength. You know, uh, a pot shirt, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, it's a broken piece of a pot. You know, so that piece by itself, it has no strength. So that is the point, you know, that is the point uh, at which the psalmist uh saw his strength it was nothing you know to me and to me a tongue cleaving to jaws uh it, it indicates extreme agony or being extremely dehydrated you know it can be both uh you know pain and whatever difficult circumstances in your life can cause you probably to feel both actually you know you're just in pain and such agony that it feels like you're dehydrated you know you're you're dehydrated you feel like you have nothing in you, no strength. You know, it, you know, it, you might even be spiritually de- spiritually dehydrated. If it, it can feel like. Uh, verse sixteen: For dogs have compassed me; the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and feet, and my feet. Uh, this was written to prophesy who would be accusing and crucifying Jesus. Uh, remember, it was mentioned earlier that bulls of Bastion had encompassed him. Now it mentions dogs. So, Jews and Gentiles were to be involved. Uh, the religious leaders and the Romans. They pierced his hands and feet. Uh, you know, have you been in the spot? So powerless you could not move or do anything. That is what Jesus was to endure. The bulls of Bastion... Uh, were the religious leaders, the Jewish uh, leaders, uh, the Pharisees, and I'm sure probably some of the Sadducees were there. They were the people who were supposed to have been helping Jesus, but because they didn't like what he had to say, they pushed the Romans to crucify him for no reason other than their fear of losing their own ways and their own power or whatever. Uh, The dogs... Dogs in the Jewish culture were considered to be Gentiles. They were dirty and unclean. So, and the Romans were the dogs. The Romans were the dogs, and of course, whoever else was there uh, ridiculing Jesus. So Jesus was being attacked by bulls and dogs, the Jews and the Gentiles. They were both attacking him. You know, he was stuck up there on the cross. He couldn't, you know, physically speaking, he had no power he couldn't do anything. His feet and hands were pierced. You know, he had had a crown of thorns put on his head. He had been beaten and whipped and other things. So he was without strength, physically speaking. And, uh, you know, verse 17, he says, uh, you know, I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. Verse 18, they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Verse 21, Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. Uh, you know, we get into these spots in life, as I, you know, as we've said, where you don't know what to do or you, or you can't do it if you do know what to do. Uh, it's like you look at your bones, you tell them what to do, 
what you need to do and you can't move because you have no strength left. Uh, your enemies are betting on who gets what from you. You know, they're they're just waiting on you to collapse and die or whatever the case may be or to fail. So they're plotting to take stuff from you. But we can cry to God for help and he will protect us. Uh, we, we pray, of course, for a quick deliverance and we beg for quick help. It might not come as fast or as quick as we want it to, but it comes in God's time because he knows what he wants to happen for us and whatever he wants to happen for us is in our best interest. We might not see it right then and there, but it is. Uh, and, you know, hey, death has no power over the soul for the Christian, and the unbelieving world has only the power to kill us in body. That's the only real power that they have. Uh, the lion was perhaps the, mo the animal most known to people in the Bible as being strong and vicious. Uh, we pray for deliverance from these lions we encounter in our lives. And the bulls of Bashan, their horns, we will, we will, we will, excuse me, we will be delivered from them as well. Uh, adversity is something that we will have in this have in this life as Christians. But just like Christ was raised from the dead, we too are in a sense raised up as conquerors by God. You know, when we uh, in this life, when we accept Christ. We are already made conquerors because we have conquered death and sin. You are made a conqueror by the very fact that you have the righteousness of Jesus Christ clothing you instead of your own. You have conquered death. Whereas before death had killed you, sin had killed you, you were dead. You are going to hell when you died, but... Jesus Christ made you a conqueror through your faith in him. He made you a conqueror. This world has only the power to kill you in the end, and that's all they can do. that's all it can do. You have the victory in Christ because of your faith in him and the fact that the Holy Spirit lives within you. We can conquer in this life, and by our deaths, we truly conquer if we have faith in Jesus Christ as Savior. When you die, if you have Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're absolutely and totally, completely redeemed in all respects. You are already spiritually redeemed, and then at that point, you're basically, you're, you know, you're glorified. Uh, you know, you're no longer experiencing any kind of negativity. Uh, negativity. You know, you are in essence already redeemed physically. You'll be reunited with your spiritual, you know, with a glorified body later. But, you know, but in essence, you are already redeemed totally. And uh, I want to I want to go ahead and end this now uh, with a prayer. Lord, Father, I pray that if anybody's listening to this is having problems, I pray that they will realize that they don't have to, you, know, you don't have to, they don't have to wait until the uh, new year to you know for deliverance it can come now or you know they just have to pray you know i pray that uh, you would bless their needs whatever they are physically financially spiritually whatever the case may be and i pray that if anybody is listening to this who doesn't know you i pray that their spiritual need which is their salvation i pray that that would be met first and foremost i pray that 
people would come to realize their need for Christ and salvation. And I, you know, I pray that they would realize, hey, this is the Son of God. He died for me. He died for my sins, and he rose from the dead. And that all they have to do is just yield to you. And Lord, it's in Christ's name I pray this. Amen.